Well, hey everyone, and welcome to the North Park Youth Podcast. We're uploading on a Thursday, which is kind of weird, but uh, this is going to be our new addition to the podcast, as well as the other one, where we're going to be uploading every Thursday, talking about a book that we're reading. Uh, Josh is on the other side of the table here. Say hi, Josh. Hey, everybody. And uh, me and Josh are reading through a book called Love Does by Bob Goff. It's a pretty great book. Yeah, Josh, do you really want to tell them read. where they can access the book? Yeah, absolutely. Like? So you can find copies at Indigo or Amazon. You can find the the like soft soft cover. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Um, but you can also get it like I, I'm reading it on an ebook. You can find it as an ebook on the like Google Play Store in the book section. It's 13 bucks which I think is pretty reasonable. I think you can also get it on like Kobo uh, for $8.99 or you can get it on your Kindle. I think it's probably about the same price. So somewhere in the neighborhood of like $9 to $12. Uh, and, and if you want to read along, you can like pause this podcast right now. Yeah. Get yourself a copy and, and it's an easy read, I would yeah. say. Yeah. I, I haven't read a book in a long time, which is probably something that I should do, but like I, I can pick this book up and just like read it. It's an easy read. Yeah. It, it's kind of formatted. Every chapter is formatted. So he kind of like tells a story, yeah. which are really funny. Like yeah. I, I'm, I was like laughing out loud reading these stories. They're very entertaining. Absolutely. And then he connects it with, with some sort of um, like biblical principle, yeah. I would say. Yeah. So it's like the chapters are only a couple pages long. And so it's a really quick read. I, I'm reading another book right now, Cody. I know this is kind of off topic, but I'm reading another book that he, the, the author is like interjecting like story and then principle and story and principle and story and principle. And a chapter is maybe like 20 pages long and it is taking me so long to read because I'm having a really hard time connecting mm. the stories to the principles because yep. they're, they're, it's like rapid fire. Yeah. Whereas Bob Goff in this book, it's like very plainly, it's like, it's a, it's a, like a template or a theme that he's kind of like following. Yeah. And so your, your brain wraps, wraps itself around what's happening very quickly. And again, these are like really entertaining stories. Yeah, for sure. Uh, okay. So for, for our first podcast here, we're going to do five chapter segments per podcast. So me and Josh will read five chapters and then every Thursday we'll talk about them what our thoughts are. Uh, yeah. So first five chapters, what are your thoughts here, Josh? Yeah. So it, like, again, if you read it, there's like an introduction where he talks about this idea of like Tom Sawyer, Sawyer Island. Yep. And I love this story because he's, he's basically saying he's got this place at Disneyland in California where he goes all the time, but no one else goes there because it's really hard to access. Um, and it's not it, like what he's saying is it's not even that hard to access but people think it is. It's just a hassle. Yeah, it's a yeah. hassle. And so, uh, but it's interesting because, you know, he's kind of like laying out the beginning of the book. And then chapter one, he gets into this idea of like love does. Like, what does that mean? Um, and, and right at the end of the chapter, I'll read a quick quote. Are we going to read quotes in this podcast? Is that okay? Yeah, for sure. I got okay. a bunch written down. Awesome. Well. Perfect. So right in, and this kind of like summarizes what he's getting at in the book. He says, um, he talks about this guy named Randy who like just picks everything up and goes with Bob on this trip to um, uh, a, a, like a national park. Bob yeah. is like, I'm going to quit high school and I'm going to go to this national park. And Randy picks everything up and says, I'm going to go with you because yeah. he knows like this is a big life moment for Bob. And then when they get back, he uh, Bob realizes that like not only did Randy like give up his normal life, but he had just gotten married yeah. and like was willing to like go on this trip just to, to be with Bob to make sure he 
safe to make sure he had a had a friend to be with him on this like kind of life altering journey this life altering moment yeah and and here's what bob says at the end of the chapter what i learned from randy about the brand of love jesus offers is that it's more about presence than undertaking a project it's a brand of love that doesn't just think about good things or agree with them or talk about them what i learned from randy reinforced the simple truth that continues to weave itself into the tapestry of every story mm love does yeah and i love that quote because what like what he's getting at is this whole book is about uh, talking about um taking what god's kind of doing within us and you know we have all these great ideas and we we do all these things but at the end of the day like love does like there's action behind it yeah. and that's what i love about bob's story and again we kind of read that throughout the first five chapters is like you have to do it, right? You can yeah. think it all you want, but you have to do it. And that's what Jesus teaches us. Yeah. Uh, that's, uh, I had uh, a couple similar thoughts of like in the, in the first chapter when he goes to um, this guy's house and he's like, Randy, like I'm, I'm leaving everything I'm going. And like Randy could have easily just been like, like, good luck, man. Like, I believe in you. You got this. Yeah. And like gave him like all these encouraging words. And like, that would have been great. But like the idea of love doing something like love mm -hmm. does he like literally like you said dropped everything and just yeah. like went with him and he and the quote i wrote down here that i thought was kind of cool was uh, it just says bob i'm with you yeah like Rand, randy was just like you know what like i'm here for it like not only am i here for you i'm with you like mm -hmm. we're in this together and then he just went absolutely and yeah yeah that was pretty cool yeah there's something special about that i like and, and it's tough right especially I don't know what your generation's like. Maybe you can tell me differently. But I found that I find that my generation has a tough time, like just doing something. We yeah. think about things all the time. This is again kind of a separate separate idea. But um, Bree and I started watching this YouTube channel called Keep Your Daydream, mm. and it's this family that travels around in a, in a camper full time. Mm, I right? love that. Yeah, it's awesome. And they're like now their kids are grown up, and so like two of them have gone off to college. One's about to go off to college. But they kind of started this journey years ago where they travel. They just like they just, they sold their house. They bought this RV and and they just have done it. Right. And their whole thing, like part of the reason, like Bree and I ended up buying an RV because of the things that they were talking about. They basically said, like, if this is something you're dreaming of, just do it. Do it however you can. Start as small as you want, but just do it. Right. Yeah. And I think. um I think that's a really hard concept for us to understand, especially when it comes to our faith, yeah. right? Because we have all these ideas of like, man, it would be so great to, to do this or to, you know, to, to, you know, go on this trip or interact with these people, tell these friends about, about who Jesus is. It'd be really great to do that, but I don't have the courage or I don't have the means to make it happen. Yeah. And at the end of the day, this book is about like, just do it. Like, that's what Jesus calls us to do. Yeah. And we'll, we'll get into this idea of, uh, like, in chapter, I think it's chapter four mm -hmm. of, like, failure. And, like, yeah. I, think, I think that's a big thing is, like, people yes. are afraid to just do it because they don't want to fail. Yep. And that's, like I said, that's an idea we'll get into a little bit later in this episode. Mm -hmm. But, like, the idea of failure necessar isn't necessarily a bad thing. Yep. Like, sometimes you have to fail to learn. And yep. all, but, yeah, like I said, we'll get into that. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess in chapter one... Bob talks about, like, the guy who introduced him to Jesus, right? This kid named Doug. Yeah. And I guess they're, chapter like... Chapter two, I think. Yes. Oh, sorry, chapter two. Yeah, so chapter one, right, is about that kind of... That was about Randy yeah. teaching him about that idea of love does. And then chapter two is about, again, 
him and him and Doug like firing uh, BB a B, guns like BB guns at yeah. each other. Yeah, and uh, and you know, like it's again, it's really funny. It's really well written. Uh, Bob gets hit with a BB. And they're like, you know, he's like, Doug's praying for him, yeah. being like, it's going to be okay, you know? I, I love that image of just, like, these, like, two boys just, like, yeah. shooting BB guns at each other, and, like, one goes down, they're like, oh, he's going to die, yeah. and all this stuff. Like, yeah. I mean, like, I think these guys are, like, 14, 15 when yeah. this happens, right? Yeah. So it's like, these aren't adults. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then he, like, talks about how Doug was not, like, the, like what he expected from a Christian is that right? Like, yeah. does that make sense? And talking about how, um, like, Jesus was, there, here, here's another quote. To me, Jesus sounded like an ordinary guy who was utterly amazing. He helped people. He figured out what they really needed and tried to point them toward that. He healed people who were hurting. He spent time with the kinds of people most of us spend our lives avoiding. It didn't seem to matter to Jesus who these people were because he was all about engagement. And that's one thing I saw in Doug talking about his friend. I liked that Doug could be friends with Jesus and still shoot pellet guns. I didn't think that was allowed, but apparently it was. Yeah. And so he talks about like how you don't have to be like an ordinary person to love Jesus. Yeah. You can kind of be whoever you are meant to be, right? Yeah. I think that's like that's like an ordinary person. Like God doesn't want us to be ordinary. Like yeah. he made us unique. And so just like be who you are, be mm -hmm. your unique you yep. and use that to uh, use the gifts that God has given you mm -hmm. to exactly. Okay. So there's a quote uh, at the end of chapter two that I think does a good job of summarizing this. He says, what Jesus said we could do is leave typical behind. We could leave all the comparisons and all of the trappings and all of the pretending of religion Jesus told the people he was with that it's not enough to just look like you love God. He said, we, we, he said we'd know the extent of our love for God by how we loved mm. people. I also have that quote yeah. written down. I really liked that. Because mm. it's like this idea of, like, we got to go out and we got to do the things that Jesus did. Like, yep. we can show how much we love him by doing what he wants us to do, by loving other people. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I Like, again, when I think of... Bob Goff's story and he as we read this book you'll see kind of how bizarre his story is yeah I was first introduced to him like probably close to 10 years ago now not not in person but like yeah. to his his writing and you know articles and stuff yeah. and I remember the first thing I heard about him was was that he's like one of the most interesting men alive because mm. he's like a lawyer and he's done all this stuff and he has you know sailed a sailboat across the the ocean and yeah. he his office is on Tom Sawyer Island, Island. <laughs> yeah, you know, like he lives this like very very interesting life but at the end of the day what he's teaching us is that just do it like yeah. just just allow your love to be an action towards other people right? love does love does <laughs> uh, so chapter three talks about um, this it's actually it's a great story but it's, it's about this awesome story yeah this guy who's like in, in love with his girlfriend wants to propose and he just kind of like stumbles upon uh bob and his wife maria who are in their backyard one night like you know he's walking down the path and he says like hey would it be okay if i propose to my girlfriend in your backyard and and it starts with that but then it kind of like escalates it's like can we have dinner in your backyard can we do the uh can we um can we dance in your backyard yeah hey can we take your boat out because they're like on this like little body of water he's just like so excited that he like he kind of ignores all like social yeah, constructs yeah, i'm like exactly. it would never be appropriate for me to go up and be like hi can i do all this stuff in your backyard but yeah. like it doesn't matter to him because he's like so overcome by love totally and yeah yeah 
Yeah. So what you're saying, like there, there's this quote kind of halfway through the chapter. Bob says, Ryan was out of control. He had no idea what outrageous thing he was asking. But you see, to Ryan, I wasn't a total stranger. No one was. To him, the whole world was full of co-conspirators when it came to winning over his love. He was completely unaware of and unimpeded by what was proper, what was acceptable, and what was conventional. So it's this an, another kind of thought about this like kind of atypical, like you don't have to be typical. You don't have to think the same way yeah. as always. Um, and then at the end, again, it's always like at the end of the chapter, these great quotes. Yeah. And maybe you saw this one too. It says, Ryan's love was audacious. It was whimsical. It was strategic. Most of all, it was contagious. Watching Ryan lose himself in love reminded me that being engaged isn't just an event that happens when a guy gets on one knee and puts a ring on his true love's finger. Being engaged is a way of doing life, a way of living and loving. It's about going to extremes and expressing the bright hope that life offers us, a hope that makes us brave and expels darkness with light. Oh, what a beautiful quote. That's yeah. what I want my life to be about, full of abandon, abandon, whimsy, and in love. I want to be engaged to life and with life. Yeah. Woof. That's, that's a word that I find he used a few times in the introduction, and he used there uh, in that chapter a few times, whimsy. Yeah. I love that word. Yeah. It's, uh, it's not a word you hear all that often, mm. but, um, yeah, it's, it's a great word. He loves it too. Yeah. Um, anything else you want to say about chapter three? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah. This is a great chapter. So out of the five chapters and the introduction, I think chapter four is my favorite. Mm. Uh, it, he talks about this job that he has at this place called Lair's Greenhouse Restaurant. Yeah. And he like talks about how over a year he works his way up from busboy. And then he's like, you know, he's doing all these things. And eventually he gets his like first gig as a waiter at I mean, this like restaurant. This super fancy yeah, restaurant. Yeah, it's like a swanky He's got to wear like a tux and yeah. like all this stuff. Yeah. And so, yeah. So he goes out and buys a tux. And it's, you know, he says it's an expensive tux. Like he'll earn back the wages in two months or whatever. Yeah. Right. And, uh, but he's, he's like so nervous before his first shift that he goes and grabs like a burrito on his way to his, his, his job. And, um, and he, <laughs> I was dying laughing at this. <laughs> so I guess he's like waiting on his first, his first table. And he, uh, he's like, you know, he says it's perfect, right? He like gets their orders. He's, or he sits them down, gets their napkins on their plate gets his orders, all this stuff. And then when he brings the food, he's got like this plate of prime rib and he, he's, <laughs> it says, oh, at the pinnacle of my full extension across the table with a plate of prime rib, out came the most impressive and lengthy gassing you have ever imagined. <laughs> <laughs> and he's talking about how this burrito like caused him to basically like toot yeah. in front of, uh, in front of these guests. And I guess it's like really long. And so, <laughs> oh man, this was so great. <laughs> As I finished my episode, my episode looks of absolute shock from my guests came into focus. I think I heard a woman scream. <laughs> I'd certainly caught the attention of the surrounding tables. A hushed silence descended on us all. And I just stood there paralyzed, holding the prime rib high over the table. I didn't know what to say. And I was afraid that any moment I might set off an aftershock. <laughs> I was like, I was so reading great. this chapter just like hoping that the people at the table would be like, oh, it's all good. And he'd like get to keep the job. But like he ends up getting fired because they complain about right him and all this stuff. So like it's his first gig. He's so excited. And it's just like this honest mistake. Like he, there's no controlling that, right? 
and like boom fired yeah but then it leads into this idea of like i'm this is what i mentioned earlier about mm-hmm. failure yeah and like there's a quote and i can't remember what page it's on but it says um god guides us into failure and i mm-hmm. added god guides us into and through failure mm-hmm. so like like i said earlier like people are a lot of people are afraid of doing things yeah. because they're afraid of failure and like um, the, me included I, there's a ton yeah, of things that sure. i've never done just because i don't want to fail at yeah. it right yeah and but like it's it's important to remember that like life isn't all sunshine and roses mm-hmm. like there it jesus died on a cross yep. like that's that's failure right there yeah. right like yeah. death right and so it's it's something that that is natural and that god wants us to go through yeah right like yeah, yeah. there's a, like a theme that kind of runs through scripture talking about like god redeeming all things right and that's like that's what happens in failure right god yeah. redeems our failures um at the again the, the like end of chapter quote that i like from this one was god doesn't want our failure to shut us down god didn't make it a three strikes in your out sort of thing it's more about how god helps us to dust ourselves off so that we can swing for the fences again and all of this without keeping a meticulous record of our screw-ups. I really liked that. Mm. Then into chapter five, the, our last chapter for today, Bob talks about going to uh, university. He goes to Humboldt State University, and it's because he wants to be a forest ranger. And it's interesting because this has always been like the the thought in my back of my head, in the back of my head, like, man, I'd love to be a forest ranger. Yeah. I'd love to be like a national parks worker. You know, yeah. I just, I love, I love the outdoors and Bob has the kind of the same thought. And so he, uh, he goes off to school to be a forest ranger, but then he's like, eh, kind of sucked. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, we're like living in these dorms and just playing cards and eating TV dinners. It's not like what he in it like thought it would be. And, um, but then like, it kind of takes a shift because, uh, he has like this high school sweetheart named Kathy who was going to UCLA. So I guess it was, you know, like he was in the Northern part of California, I think. And she was in the Southern part of California. Yeah. And, uh, and he gets this letter saying that, um, <laughs> so, so strange <laughs> that she was romantically involved with her big brother. And, uh, and he has to explain very quickly, yeah. very quickly that basically she had met this guy through like this sorority. I, I don't know if anyone would know what sorority houses are. It's more of a, an old school thing. Yeah. Um, but she met this, like she was paired up with this guy and they're called big brothers, but there's no relation. Yeah. <laughs> and she starts like dating this guy and basically like writes a, writes a, writes a letter to Bob to say like, we're done. Yeah. And so he drives poor down. Bob. Yeah. Poor Bob. And then, so he drives down to UCLA with none other than his buddy Doug Um, and they go and they like spend this day and and together and and Bob at the end of the day is like well like did you really mean you know what you said in the letter and she's like well yeah (laughs) and uh and and here's here's the end of the the chapter quote again I've learned that God sometimes allows us to find ourselves in a place where we want something so bad that we can't see past it Mm. Oof, like this is, I don't know about you, Cody, but I've experienced this so many times yep, totally. in my life. Here's how the quote continues. Sometimes we can't even see God because of it. We, when we want something that bad, it's easy to mistake what we truly need for the thing we really want. Mm. When this sort of thing happens, it seems, and it seems to happen to everyone, I found it's because what God has for us is, is just obscure from view, just around another bend in the road. In the Bible, the, the people following God had the same problem I did. They swapped the real thing for an image of the real thing. We target the wrong thing and our misdirected life goals end up looking like a girl or a wide-brimmed hat or a golden calf. 
all along, what God really wants for us is something much different, something more tailored to us. Yeah. I had the same quote written down about the, it's easy to mistake something we truly need for something we really want. Yeah. And like, like you said, like that's something that I've done before is mm. like, like, yeah, you can be like blinded by like stuff that like worldly possessions, yes. I guess that yeah. like you want so badly, yeah. but yeah. Yeah. There's so many things that I think pull our attention and, and in like, you know, I'll be the, the resident old guy. Like there's more and more and more distractions yeah, every day. Totally. And it makes it really hard to focus on, on who, like, again, something that's more tailored to us. The thing that God really wants for us is yeah. really hard sometimes to focus on those things. Um, so this is a great reminder of it's, it, we need to reconfigure ourselves and we need to remind ourselves that what God wants for us is just, just an around another bend in the road. Yeah. Right. Totally. Alrighty, that is it for the first five chapters of this book by Bob Goff called Love Does. Uh, if you guys want to read along with us, it's not necessary, but if you'd like to, if you'd like to get a better understanding of what we're talking about, we'll post a link in the description of this podcast for the ebook so you can read it on your phone or your computer or something. Uh, yeah, we will be back next Thursday with chapters six to ten. Hey, do you know what do you know what the next chapter is called? I don't. Go buy your books. Oh, there! wow, how fitting. Isn't that crazy? Go buy your books, folks, and yeah. read along with us. And, and I'll say, before Cody shuts it down completely, you can read or listen to this again and, like, pause along after you've read, yeah. like, chapter by chapter. Totally. Um, that might be a fun way to do it as well. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, we will see you all next Thursday. Bye, everybody. Bye.